Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me slash discord. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We're playing the game Cthulhu Dark by Graham Walmsley, and this scenario is called Fairyland, and it was written by our game master, Scott Dorward. Shadows in the sky Footsteps in the night Behind me Targets in their sight Running out of light To save me The setup is you are a family, it sounds like, who's moved back from America to this small village in the Scottish borders called Cullingston. You've bought a house there, this converted farmhouse, or perhaps even working farmhouse called Linty Farm, just on the edge of the village. Yeah, we'll, we'll start off with you moving in there. My name is Chuck, and I will be playing Zeke Mulesworth. Back in America, I was a patent medicine salesman, also known as a snake oil salesman. I had a <laughs> uh, patent medicine that was mostly opium and alcohol and uh, some spices. That's what I did for a living was sell it. I was not good at that, but so now I have decided to become a farmer 
I like to say so that I can walk the straight and narrow path, but the fact is I wasn't very good at selling my patent medicine, so it's time to try something else. And how about Mary? I'm Alex McDaniel, and I'll be playing Mary Mulesworth. I am a school teacher. I taught in America for a number of years. I heard that a teacher at the school here in Cullingston is in need of some help. I am five foot five with brown hair, and I'm rather proper. I'm married to Zeke, and we have a daughter named Maggie. Oh, yeah, we have a daughter named Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I we, seem to keep forgetting these things. <laughs> so tell me about Maggie. Yes, honey. <laughs> tell them about Maggie. <laughs> well, she's eight years old. We've pinned that bid down. But uh, what she'd like is a, a person. Maggie is a bit of a tomboy. She's precocious. Precocious. I like that. She she is an old soul. Oh, nice. Okay. Maggie's thin and pretty tall for her age. She has blonde hair and blue eyes. Which is crazy because neither of us have that. But the milkman does. <laughs> but the milkman, back in whatever town we came from. Messiah. Messiah. Right. <laughs> so there's a source of tension in our marriage. All right. My uh, my name is uh, Old McDonald. Uh, Ollie McDonald. I am originally from the United States, but uh, my father, he wanted me to come along with him to the... Wherever the hell we are now. You mean Collingston, <laughs> lad? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I really wanted to escape the United States because I didn't want to join the, the Cuban War. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, here I am now. Uh, I guess I'm getting into farming, uh, which is not really what I did back back home. What I did back home, uh, yeah, I just the odd jobs, but I guess I'll get into farming now. You know, I had some cows. I had some goats. I do know how they talk. I'm sorry? <laughs> because I have a farm. Oh, brother. They used to burn people at the stake for that. <laughs> <laughs> still might, still might. <laughs> I'm a thin guy with uh, ragged, dirty blonde hair, makings of a beard, but not a really good beard. <laughs> so, kind of like what I look like in real life. But, but blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am Cuppy Cup, and I'm playing Bella MacDonald. I was born in Scotland, left as a boy. Accent's a bit rubbish now, living in America. I'm trained in medicine, work as a doctor and a barber in a town called Messia. Oh, how I've dearly missed the hills and the woods of Scotland. Ole and Mary are my children. You can see I'm a bit stocky with a nice head of grey hair. I wear wireframe spectacles, and I need a nap. Well, I think one of the things that's possibly brought you to Cullingston in particular is that the village doctor, Dr. Boswell, has retired from his practice and the village is now without a doctor. I mean, for a village of this size, they don't necessarily need a doctor and they could go to Galashiels, which is just a few miles down the road, but uh, which is you know, as close to the big city as you get around here. I mean, it must have almost a thousand people there, but... Here in Cullingston, there is a small doctor's surgery. You've corresponded with Dr. Boswell. He has actually retired at this stage. The surgery has been closed for a little bit, but he has basically entered a financial arrangement with you whereby you will take it on. That is exactly what I was going to say next. 
Fantastic. <laughs> so, it is late spring 1897, and you have made the trek across from the United States by boat, and I mean, you've probably come in somewhere like Glasgow and taken the train across the Galashiels and arranged for some kind of transport, you know, probably horse-drawn carts, to take you and your possessions across to your new family home, Linty Farm, just on the outskirts of Cullingston. And as you pass through the area, I mean, it is really quite beautiful. I mean, it's, it's not the best day. I mean, it's slightly overcast. There's a little bit of drizzle in the air. But still, it's clear enough that you can see that, yeah, there are green rolling fields all around. There seems to be a lot of sheep farming in the area in particular. There are a few hills in the area. I mean, they're not big hills by any means, but, yeah, gentle rolling hills. And as you enter through the village itself, you pass by a big patch of woodland... Uh, this is pine woodland, uh, you know, huge old scotch pines. And from the look of it, you know, if those of you who are used to working on the land can see that this is ancient woodland. And by the time you get to the end of the woods, the cart drivers turn off and you're in the driveway, or you're in the, the path, rather, leading to this grey stone country house. If it was a farmhouse, it was probably a fairly nice one, a fairly large one. You can see that there are a few outbuildings around. I mean, this is a two-story house. There are large green fields that roll on from here. Off in the distance, there is a wooden fence that's just on the far side of a river that runs through. And the uh, property pretty much borders onto this woodland. And with that, the men with, you know, grunts sort of start helping you get your, your various boxes and chests and so on off the wagons. I guess I could help with that. Okay, I got some. I'll help out with some boxes, bring them into this place, get take a look around, grab my room. Okay, yeah, I mean, there are five bedrooms to choose from. I mean, this is a, a decent-sized house. And, uh, yeah, Maggie is off like a shot and just exploring as soon as... Yeah, everyone is is off the wagons. Uh, Mary, would you mind, Maggie? I'm gonna I'm gonna help old with the uh, with bags. Maggie, slow down. Stay close to the house now. Yeah, Maggie at this stage has has you know sort of run off right down to the far end of the fields, down near where the river is. And yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Before you can get anywhere near her, she's there, just uh, plucking up bits of grass and throwing them onto the water and watching them float off. So I'm gonna. So what's the inside of this place look like? Is this is this a nice place, or I mean, is this kind of a like a dump at this point? It's somewhere in between. I mean, this is a big, well-made, solid building. But on the other hand, you know, it's not what you're used to from the U.S. I mean, this is like I say, it's a stone building. It feels kind of cool inside, even on a spring day like this. There's a slight musty smell in there, a smell of mildew, and you know, perhaps that that very piquant smell of mouse piss. That uh, <laughs> yeah, there are certainly mouse mouse droppings everywhere. Uh, I mean, this place hasn't been lived in for a while. Do you smell that, boys? This place is fit for a king, is it not? It's a bit, uh... Yeah, old man. Dank for my taste. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to go to the kitchen and check that one out. I believe I'll go check upstairs and make sure that Mary and I get the room appropriate to us. And I will take the largest and most well-appointed room. You did say it was two stories, correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't just make up an upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there are four bedrooms upstairs, and then round the back there's a, another bedroom on a you know, sort of an annex that looks like it might have been built even as servants' quarters. Uh, but it's still a perfectly serviceable bedroom, just perhaps a bit colder than the rest of the house. Hmm. Bill's a little concerned with his advanced age about taking a room on the second floor, going up and down the stairs all the time. So he's going to check out the downstairs. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big room by any means. It's a bit drafty, but yeah, it's it's perfectly serviceable. Yeah, I'm sure you could make it cozy. There's a little fireplace in there. I'll have this haunted room on the first floor. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll uh, I'll grab I'll grab a room on the I guess western western corner. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the room there. I mean it's not the largest room by any means, but I mean, compared to American houses, this you know the rooms are all a bit smaller than you had back at home, and yeah, it, it perhaps feels a little more claustrophobic. All right, is there another room? Zeke <laughs> <laughs> finds this all uh, terribly disappointing. <laughs> Stop your complaining, lad. Look at this view of the woods. You can't find this in Messia. Yeah, the, the view of the woods, you, you can see it from uh, your bedroom window quite nicely. The view of the woods is magnificent. I mean, you know, some of these trees are huge. I mean, they stretch up. Some of them are the best part of 100 feet tall. I mean, th this is, as I said, ancient woodland. Now, cutting back briefly outside, Mary was chasing after... Um, Maggie, just trying to keep up with her. But Maggie at this stage is like an excitable puppy. There's, you know, so many new scents and, and you know, things around here that, you know, by the time you catch up with her, she's running off somewhere else, you know, poking around at some wildflowers and, you know, running you dizzy. Maggie, don't run away from me. Come pick your room. Zeke is, uh, is heading downstairs trying to figure out where they ran off to. So, as Mary is chasing after Maggie, you can hear the clop, clop, clop of horse hooves coming up the path and the crunch of gravel as it's coming nearer the house. And you can see that there is a, a man riding in. He's really quite an old-looking man. He's he's bald. He's got wispy white hair. Now, what's left of it and a little crown round his head. He, he's liver-spotted and wrinkled. He's wearing a, a very nice tweed suit. And he's you know, riding this, this dappled horse, perhaps a little bit gingerly. And he waves at you uh, from you know, up by the house as he sees you running past chasing Maggie. I'll just wave back nicely, but dismissively. <laughs> he gives you an exasperated look. Perhaps a, a look of, of some impatience as he's there sitting on his horse. And, and, and he sweeps his hand down at, you know, at, down at his horse as if he expects you to understand what this means. Do I understand what that means? Not really. <laughs> Mary gives him the finger. <laughs> that would be in keeping with the way we normally play these games. <laughs> 
Yobby, you could shout across the, the garden to him if you want. Yeah, please holler. Please holler. <laughs> Fine, I'll holler. Hello? He shouts back, uh, uh, Hello, miss. C- can you help me down from my horse? Certainly, but let's make this quick. Are you just leaving uh, Maggie out there to run off into the woods? <laughs> let's assume Maggie is contained. Yeah, yeah, t- just, just tell yourself that. <laughs> and and yeah, as you run over, he, he he's looking, you know, quite grumpy and impatient. And yeah, are you going to help me down, Lassie? What would you like me to do? Just just take my hand. Easy now. Come on down slowly. He looks like he's probably in his eighties, and you know, as you help him down, he's swaying as he's getting out of the saddle, and yeah, finally manages to ease himself down onto the ground. And, yeah, I mean, with that, you know, just a flicker of a smile crosses his face. And he said, well, well, t- tell me, Lassie, is, is your, your husband home or y- your father? Yes, let me call for them. Actually, Z- Zeke is walking out the door right now because he's trying to figure out where uh, Mary and Maggie are. It, you, you see this old man talking to, to Mary and he looks, he looks over at you and says, uh, you're not Dr. McDonald, are you? No, friend, I'm afraid I'm not Dr. McDonald, uh, though I do have a bit of medical experience, if you will. Uh, how can I help you? Ah, he says, I, um, I'm Dr. Boswell. I, I wanted to see, is it your father? Mary, I believe he's, uh, he's inquiring about your father. Would you, uh, would you go and fetch him? Sure, but you'll need to chase down Maggie. Uh, where is Maggie? <laughs> yeah. Where is Maggie? Maggie! Maggie, get up here, girl. <sighs> yeah, you shout for Maggie, and yeah, it, there's no sign of her. There's no sign of her? Oh. No. Maggie! Mary, where is Maggie run off to? She was just right there, and this man rode up and needed help. She was right there, I swear, I have no idea. Go and get your family. I'll, I'll go find her. Uh, excuse me, sir, I... I'm afraid I have to go locate my daughter, but uh, Doctor McDonald will be will be down soon enough. If you'll excuse me, and I take off a bit angrily towards the woods. J- just as you're heading off, the man places you know, this wizened old hand on the back of your arm and says, uh, "Your daughter? How old is she?" Uh, she's she's eight, just this summer. Ah, right, eight? Was she eight? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. I think she was eight. Mary, Mary, how old is Maggie again? <laughs> I'm going inside the house. You figure it out. <laughs> and, and, and when you reply, when Dr. Boswell, you know, shakes his head, ah, ah, good, good, good. Good? It's a good age, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a good age for a girl. Yes, well, she's a handful, but we do love her. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you do. Now, if if you'll excuse me, I'm sorry. She uh, she does have a bit of uh, wanderlust to her. I got to make sure she doesn't run off too far, or we'll never get her back for supper. Uh, yes, yes, of course. And he, he looks quite distracted at this stage. You know, he's walking over towards the house. And I uh, take off not too quickly, but <laughs> sort of storm off angrily. Like, where is that girl? Okay, we'll come back to you in a moment. So meanwhile, Mary was heading inside looking for her father. Dad, are you in here? Mary, tell me you love the house. It's a wonderful bit, 
And the woods! It's fine, I suppose. But there's an old man outside and he's asking for you. He doesn't look very well. I'm my first patient. <laughs> and Bill follows Mary outside with some pep in his step to greet this man. Yeah, so you see this, as I said, this kind of balding, uh, liver-spotted, wizened old gnome of a man standing hunched outside. You know, he, he looks up at you with, with roomy eyes. and Ah, you must be uh, Dr. McDonald? Bill looks the man up and down a little bit. Thank heavens you didn't wait to see me in the office. I'm the doctor at your service. Ah, he, 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 he stretches out a, a trembling hand and says, Ah, uh, uh, Dr. Boswell, I, I thought I had better make myself known to you and, and uh, give you these, he says, patting round all his pockets. And you know, he, he, he reaches in and pulls out a, 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 a paper-wrapped bag of sweets and a pocket watch and uh, a little notebook and eventually comes up with a bunch of keys and hands them over to you. you know, they, they jingle in his shaking hand as he passes them over. Uh, the, these are the keys to the surgery. Uh, you, you'll find it in the village. It's, it's the one with the sign outside that says surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you riding out here straight away. What kind of cases might I expect at the office? It's usually quiet. I mean, sometimes, well, this is farming country, so there are sometimes farming accidents, and uh, I, I, I suppose I, I have had to perform my, my fair share of amputations. Uh, but, yes, apart from that, it's the usual you know, sickness and childhood illnesses and... Yes, writing the occasional death certificate, and the usual. Did you leave the pertinent documents and patient histories behind for me? Yes, yes, I've I've left all my files there. Uh, if you, if you have any questions about uh, about any of the patients, uh, well, uh, my cottage is. He tries to give you directions, you know, and it sounds like it's on the other side of the village. But when he repeats back the directions to you, they sound slightly different. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's this glassy, vacant look in his eyes. Can Bill do a visual examination of Dr. Boswell just to see if there's anything obviously wrong with him? Uh, yes, yeah. You know, give me a roll on 2d6 then, as you are a doctor. I rolled a three on the first die, I guess the regular die, and a six on the occupation die. Okay. You don't reckon there's anything particularly physically wrong with him? I mean, the main source of his feebleness and absent-mindedness seems to be the fact that he's just really fucking old. <laughs> uh, yeah, you reckon he's probably in his mid-80s. I mean, he's in good condition for a, a man of his age, but he is old. In this day and age, he might as well be 200 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they, they, they're, they're made of hardy stock around here. <laughs> but, yeah, on that six, you get the impression that there's something else. Uh, not a physical malady, but there is a slightly haunted look to his eyes. There's, you know, perhaps around the eyes, it's even more heavily lined than you might expect from a man of his age. Yeah, the expression in his eyes. I mean, they're, they're roomy, they're vague, but but at the same time, they're perhaps slightly frightened. Are there any specific cases I should know about before I head to the office? Uh, 
No, I, it's it's all very straightforward. I, it's oh, I, I'm I'm sure for an experienced doctor like yourself, it 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 will be perhaps even a little dull. Very well. And Bill accepts the keys and the sweets from Boswell. <laughs> yeah, wait, were the sweets were the sweets for him or? <laughs> he, he wasn't making a show of handing them, but I mean, if, if McDonald <laughs> takes them out of his hand, then he's going to be too polite to take them back. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> Those Werther's originals are Bill's now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Dr. McDonald pats him on the back in kind of an investigative way as he thanks him for the sweets <laughs> and sends him off. An investigative <laughs> pat on the back. <laughs> Can you describe to me what that what that looks like? <laughs> He's assessing his bone curvature. You're, you're squeezing yeah. and rubbing. <laughs> yes, gently. We're all doctors here. Yes, you, know, you, you don't notice anything, you know, unusually bulbous or prehensile or, you know, the, the, <laughs> any wings growing out of his back or anything like that. Uh, you don't find a wings or a tail. Okay, I was just trying to stretch that six roll, but I'm satisfied now. <laughs> but he does ask you to help him back on his horse. Allow me to give you a hand here. And with just one hand, Bill shoves him up toward the saddle. Oh, yes. I mean, he's so light that you almost push him over the other side. <laughs> uh, but with that, he gives you a, a cheery wave, or at least as cheery a wave as Ambrose or Bug Luckham is capable of, and, you know, turns the horse around and trots away. And Bill holds up the keys and yells, What do all these keys go to? <laughs> you work it out. And, and yes, he, he trots away. Now, let's go back to Zeke. Let's. Zeke is dead. <laughs> the camera cuts yeah. back to Zeke and he's just lying on the ground. Yes. T tell me about your new character. <laughs> uh, so Zeke was heading into the woods. Um, I, I don't know how much experience you've got of wandering around really old pine woods, but they are quite eerie places uh, it, it, old ones like this where the pine trees are growing close together and there is huge pine cover once you're more than about 10 yards inside them and it's not quite pitch black but it's certainly dark you can barely tell that you're in daylight uh, it, it's just providing such a, a solid canopy overhead and it's also eerily quiet in here you can barely even hear your your own movement, I and mean, it's all cushioned by this carpet of dead pine needles that's lying between the trees. There's no bird song, there's no sound of animals, there's nothing. There's not even wind blowing through, it's just deadly quiet. Zeke uh, is taking a look around. He is noting that it is a bit eerie, but he is primarily concerned with two things, and that is finding Maggie, and also he reaches inside his jacket pocket where he keeps a uh, small bottle of Dr. Zeke's curious concoction, <laughs> and he takes a little swig of it. Again, mostly alcohol and opium. Surely there's some cocaine in there as well, just to offset the opium. I mean, just for medical reasons. He likes the flavor, really. 
<laughs> and uh, then he calls out, Maggie, Maggie, come on, girl. We're going to, uh, we're going to need to, to get some food. Maggie? As you shout from somewhere within the woods, I mean, your voice doesn't echo quite as much as you think it should do. But again, you know, there's the deadening effect of the trees and the the pine needles overhead and the pine needles underfoot. But somewhere off in the distance, you hear a distant... (laughs) That's not disconcerting at all. Not at all. No, not at all. Can I tell if that sounds like Maggie? Yeah, give me a d6 roll. That's a one. I mean, it's it's definitely a little girl's laugh. I, you're not sure if you've heard Maggie laugh quite like that before, but it could be hers. It's difficult to tell with these acoustics. Zeke is largely absent and doesn't know how old Maggie is, so I think this tracks. Yeah, and the, the mind is getting a little fuzzy from the laudanum. Push the roll. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I gotta make it a little ways. But I am going to go ahead and walk in what I believe to be the direction of that laughter. Assuming, of course, that why would anything be awry? This is just my daughter I'm looking for. A hundred percent, yeah. So, uh, you walk a bit further into the woods, and yeah, this time off from your left, you hear a... (laughs) And that's not the direction I was going. No. Maggie, we're not, uh... We're not playing hide-and-seek, dear. We need to go back to the house. As you look in the direction where you heard that laughter, just for a moment, off in the distance, I mean, there's a brief gap through the trees that you can see perhaps, you know, 20, 30 yards, maybe even a bit further. And you just see a flash of red between the trees, just for a moment, and then it's gone. A flash of red between the trees, like sort of down at ground level? Yeah. Huh. Hello, is there anyone back there? Maggie, is that you? And this time from behind you, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I should do other than freak out, but also still try to find my daughter. (laughs) Well, seeing as you suggested that you might be freaking out here, I think this calls for an insight roll then. Let's do... (laughs) So I just roll my insight die alone. Uh, yeah, and if it's higher than one... It's a two. <laughs> and then it goes up by one, so your insight is now two. That seems not great. <laughs> I'm insightful. You know, it's it's it, we're, I'm the first one in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with that, I mean, you start to get the impression that, yeah, something is terribly wrong here. This time, you're, you're certain that wasn't Maggie's laugh. And, and yeah, as, as you're looking around, calling her name, just for a moment, you see something else. The sky above seems to be darkening through the pine needles and through the branches. And just up there in the darkness between the branches, for a moment, you see lights, white lights just moving around like will-o'-the-wisps or something between the trees. I, Zeke, continues to call for Maggie, but he is now clearly and decidedly not running, but not walking back towards the house. 
and just saying, Maggie, uh, time time to come in now, girl. We we need to get back to the house. But uh, picking up speed towards the house. Yeah. Now, in which direction was the house again? Uh, you know, I I I'm not sure. I recall east. Was it east? <laughs> I think this is a good opportunity for a d6 roll just to see whether where they can find it. Uh, that's a three. You think, yeah, I mean, you can see some of your footsteps there in the pine needles. I mean, you you must be heading back the right way. You head back, but there was a, this, this very distinctive tree that you saw up in the distance as you were looking towards where you thought Maggie was, where you saw that flash of red. This very distinctive sort of bifurcated tree that... Yeah, it looks like it had just grown wrong. You know, some, some part of it had grown off at an angle. And now that you're you're following your footsteps and walking back towards the house, you can see that tree in front of you. Okay, so I am now thinking I'm going the wrong direction because it should be behind me. But if you're going in the wrong direction, how, how can you be following your own footsteps? I would like to try again to figure out where the house is, but possibly add in my insight die. That sounds like an excellent idea. Okay, so I rolled a six, and then my insight die is a four. So that's good. Then you do follow these footsteps back. And yeah, then you, you think you can see the edge of the forest up ahead. And yeah, more importantly than that, there just to your left, leaning up against one of the trees, just towards the edge of the, the forest, you can see there's there's Maggie. She's there in her dress, so she's leaning up against the tree. But there's something wrong. I mean, it's difficult to see. I mean, it's, it's become really dark in here. The, the sky overhead just seems to be pitch black now. You can't see any light at all through the treetops. Uh, even as you're looking out through the edge of the woods now, that looks dark out there as well. But through the, the little bit of light that's still seeping through, you can see that, that Maggie, as she's leaning up against the tree, there's something wrong. There's, there's blood all over the front of her dress. Or something dark, at least. Maggie? And I start to move towards her when I see that there's something on the front of her dress. Yeah, and, and as you call to her, she... Daddy? And she steps towards you and then just falls face forward heavily on the ground. Maggie! And I run and drop to my knees next to her. Okay. Well, let's cut back to everyone else for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying a nice cake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean a, a bit of time has passed i mean zeke went into the woods a while back and there hasn't been any sign of him and you haven't seen maggie either how much time has passed since i saw maggie go in and since i saw zeke go in it, it depends how long you want to wait i mean half an hour an hour two hours three hours four hours five hours Six to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about, I'll give it an hour and a half. Okay. I'm pretty busy right now getting everything in and getting everything set up. Mm. I, mean, I don't I don't even notice anything really. I mean, I looked out the window, I saw both of them leave, and I was like, all right, well, I'll go. I mean, they're doing whatever. I'm going to go get stuff ready. 
Nobody else does anything around here. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once the men who brought you here have unloaded all your stuff, I mean, they've left most of it just sitting outside the house. I mean, they've pushed off on their carts. Yeah, the rest of you are obviously painfully aware as well that not only has Maggie disappeared now, but Zeke has gone into the woods and he's not come back. Mary, are you seeing Zeke around here? I'm, I'm done doing all this by myself, and y'all got some stuff I, I don't want to take up for you. No, I haven't seen him. I thought you knew where he was. No, nah, last I saw them, they went to the to the forest, like, mm, say, hour ago, hour and a half? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you tell time around here. I don't even know where we are. <laughs> it's different in Scotland. Time works different. Uh, I don't know. What's all the racket out here? Your son-in-law is playing around in the woods with his daughter, and I'm doing all the work. Mary, where's your husband? Mary, where's Maggie? She's with Zeke, or I think she's with Zeke. He went after her by the woods when we were helping the old man. Are there any carbide lanterns in here? Uh, yeah, sure. Was that a, a throwback to your campaign? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting dark? We see that like Zeke did? No, no, no. It's, uh, at, this, at this stage, it's probably about lunchtime. No, no, just me. So Zeke's going to die. Switch <laughs> that from a cake to a sandwich. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll stick around the house, make sure... If anybody comes around, I'll, I'll be here. Guess I'll keep pulling this shit up. And y'all go, y'all go find your deadbeat husband. Okay, I'll grab a lantern. <laughs> but I mean, that's a good point. I mean, if if Bill grew up in this area, then I mean, he's almost certainly been around some of these old pine woods like this before. Uh, you know, taking a lantern round isn't a terrible idea. Maddie, let's you and I go see if we can find Zeke and Maggie. Zeke doesn't know his way out on the woods. And if it seems reasonable, Scott, I'd like for Bill to take his satchel with medical supplies out there, just in case Zeke and Maggie got in trouble since they've been gone a while. That seems like a, a very good idea. And the sweets. <laughs> yeah, and the sweets, <laughs> in case we need to lure them out. That you stole from that old man. <laughs> the remnants of the sweets are on Bill's fingertips. Well, I mean, the, the, the sweets, yeah, I mean, they, they, they weren't butterscotches or anything like that. I mean, as you opened them up, you, you realized that the sweets in there are a tablet, which, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, as, as you spent your childhood in Scotland, you'll know what it is. Tablet? A uh, tablet is kind of to fudge what crack is to cocaine. Mm. <laughs> what a great description. That's a wonderful analogy. <laughs> Yes, man, etch that on my gravestone. That's beautiful. <laughs> we might be able to do that in the next scene. So Bill and Mary will, uh, hey, William and Mary, we'll head into the woods with a lantern, which, Maddie, will you carry the lantern so I can carry my doctor's kit? Sure, I'll carry the lantern. And with that, the two of them head into the woods. Now, yeah. Ollie is there in the house on his own. He's finished his sandwich. He's kind of moving boxes around, unpacking. First one to die. Yeah, just <laughs> moving more stuff up and time is passing. And yeah, th there's a lot to be done. And by the time you, are you get any, through are that... Are there any locked doors around here? No. Uh, or at least none that don't have keys in, so no. Wonderful. I'm just exploring this house. I got this yeah. all to myself right now. <laughs> I got rid of the old man. This is wonderful. 
yeah, I mean, there's there's some furniture in there. I mean, there's, you know, metal-framed beds up in the bedrooms. So, um, the mattresses, what mattresses there are left look like they've been home to generations of mice. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are not in a happy condition. But, yeah, the, the furniture, there's some wooden furniture that's been left there that's in fairly good condition as well. And by the time you, you unpack your, your stuff that you brought with you, it's beginning to feel quite homey, or at least as homey as this sort of grey, dank, you know, uh, slightly malodorous building can be at the moment. How long do you think it takes me to unload all this stuff? A few hours. All right. A few hours? So they've yeah. been out in the forest for a few hours at this point. Oh, yeah. I start to get a little a little bored. <laughs> <laughs> Born, not concerned. I love that that's your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to take a stroll around the, around the grounds and be like, all right, you know, they know what they're doing. I'm, I'm going to go take a stroll around and just check out what's going on around here. Look for a deck of cards. Yeah. I'm going to play some salt here. So, yeah, I mean, the rest of the grounds seem quite nice. I There's not huge amounts of land here. You know, if you go up to the boundary fences, I mean, you've, you've got certainly a few acres here. And, you know, if you were looking to get started in farming, then, you know, you could certainly graze some sheep here. Not a huge herd, but, yeah. It'd be fairly pleasant, and yeah, there's the remains of an old chicken coop out there, and there's a few outbuildings. Yeah, there's a few overgrown patches, you know, perhaps vegetable patches or flower patches that you could convert. So, I mean, you're not going to turn this into a big industrial farm or anything like that, but you know, if if you're looking to start small, there's there's plenty that can be done here. Hmm. Yeah, this will be just enough. This will be just enough. Uh, it is about dinner time. Um, mm, it is. I'm gonna go, go take a look, poke around the woods for a second. Like, <laughs> where, where the hell are these guys? <laughs> uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, you, you look around the edge of the woods, and there's no sign of them. Is there anything in the woods? Trees. I'm gonna run back. It's about to get. Is, is it getting dark out? No, I, this time of year it won't be getting dark. You know, you will have spent the previous night in Glasgow. Yeah, I mean, you know, it probably won't be getting dark until eight or nine p.m. And it's about like six, five, six. Yeah, probably around then. I'll be back in for dark. All right, I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well that was a quick game. It took less than an hour to kill all of us. Well done, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now, uh, you know, uh, for a start, Bill and Mary, so you're wandering in with your lantern. Maggie! Maggie! Zeke! Yell for Maggie! Maggie! <laughs> <laughs> Maggie! And again, somewhere off in the distance, you hear... <laughs> That sounds like Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> that is Maggie. She's fine. Let's go fetch her, Mary. Okay. Then, yeah, I mean, you follow that laughter for a moment. Give me whichever one of you wants. Um, actually, you can help each other, or you can both roll on this if you want to try to navigate. You can give me a d6 roll each and let me know who gets the higher result. Okay, let's do the cooperate, yeah. Okay. Enjoy while it lasts. 
<laughs> a four for me. A six for me. Oh, six. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You want to sound less less excited about our demise? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, he said, stroking his beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill sort of half wanders off in, in one direction, and then, yeah, Mary notices... Again, movement, this flash of red between the trees, off in another direction. And, you know, at this stage, I mean, you turn around, you know, Mary kind of looks in the, the direction, perhaps takes a step forward towards where this, this flash of red was. And, yeah, you catch sight. There, there is, there's a little girl there. She's wearing some kind of red coat. Uh, she's got... Dark hair, long dark hair that's just flying loose behind her, and she's just running between the trees, and you can hear that's where the laughter's come from, and just dancing behind her as she runs through the trees, you can see these floating lights. I want to go in there after the lights to see if I can find Maggie. And so, so you're going after the girl, are you? Yes. Okay. So yeah, you you, you follow the girl. I mean, you you chase after her, and. Yeah, but by the time you go for a little bit, you, you realize all of a sudden that Bill's just not with you. But but you you follow her, and yeah, the, the, this, this girl is running through the woods. You're just about keeping pace with her. Overhead, the sky seems to be darkening. Excuse me. Excuse me. Have you seen another little girl? Her name is Maggie. Hello? She looks back at you. Uh, for a moment, I, she's probably only about 10 yards, maybe 20 yards ahead of you. She looks back, and, and there in the dimming light, I mean, you can see her face is pale. I mean, almost deathly pale. There, there seems to be a sheen of sweat across it. And she looks back at you, and you hear this... <laughs> coming back towards you. But her face, her face is just absolutely immobile while she's doing it. There's no smile, nothing. And then she just turns and runs again. I, I think that's probably worth an inside roll. I rolled a four. Okay, so your insight goes up by one. It's now two. And Bill looks around at this stage and realizes that there is no sign of Mary anymore. She's, you, you heard for a moment the brief sound of running and that laughter off in the distance. And then all of a sudden, just, I mean, you, you looked away from her, looked back and Mary was gone. Mary! Mary! What's going on around here? And your, your voice just vanishes into the deadened sound of the woods. I thought you were going to say is a perfect Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> So I would, can I look to see if I can find Mary's footsteps since we were close together at one point? Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me a D6 roll. That's a six. Oh, Wonderful. Boy. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be Scott for a second. <laughs> it, 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 it feels good to roll it, but after hearing what happens to everyone else, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, yeah, you do follow. In fact, what that means is you catch up with her just as she catches sight of that girl in the woods and you're, you're standing behind her you're just about to say something to Mary and then you see this, this girl and this emotionless immobile face and the laughter coming out of the unmoving mouth 
you know, up ahead of you. So, I, yeah, I guess you get to make that inside roll as well. Wonderful. <laughs> A three. Okay. Then your insight goes up by one as well. Your insight is now two. Okay. Now, Ollie was, was uh, heading into the woods. Ollie's the of... only one not going crazy yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> and, yeah, you, you go into the woods as well. And almost immediately as you go into the woods, there, leaning up against the tree, you can just about make it out. I mean, they, you know, it's it's very, very dark in here all of a sudden. And you see, yeah, what looks like the, the shape of a girl stepping forward and collapsing on the ground. And then you see, a, you know, what looks like a man, probably Zeke, running towards her and picking her up. Yeah, I, I will... Oh, walk up. Are, are you all right? And, yeah, while, while you're kind of calling out to each other and, and talking there, Bill and Mary, you can hear voices from not too far away. I mean, it's a bit muffled, but it does sound like Zeke and Ollie. Mary, if you can hear me, they're right over there. Let's go. Yeah, mercifully, because you did bring the lantern, you can find your way there fairly quickly and safely. And if you're moving through in the pitch darkness, it would be a different story. What did you do, Zeke? I found her, and sh- she's hurt, and, and Zeke is... Bullshit, you found her. Zeke is pouring some of this uh, concoction on her wound because he believes <laughs> his own bullshit. He's like, this will fix it. Yeah, well, certainly as you've been sort of holding her, I mean, it's very obvious that, yeah, from the smell and from the the sensation that this is blood and there's, there's enough of it now that it's soaking into your clothing. You've got it on your hands now. I'm actually sort of ignoring Ollie and I'm yelling out for Bill because I know that he's a doctor. And I am yelling out his name a little frantically. I mean, you've seen lights moving around through the trees overhead, but th- now there's a light moving towards you, bobbing at ground level, moving towards you fast. And while this is happening, I'm looking back the way I came just to know where we can get the heck out of here because we need to get this girl to a hospital. You think you know where the edge of the woods was, but, you know, as you're looking back and it's dark, you're not entirely sure. Yeah, these woods, these woods will do that. <laughs> <laughs> but as Bill and Mary arrive, as you get closer, yeah, you can see now that there's light that Maggie is lying there on the ground. Well, not on the ground, she's now in Zeke's arms. And her dress is soaked through with blood. She's pale, she's sweaty. Uh, she... It seems to be unconscious or semi-conscious, and there is a lot of blood. This is a good opportunity for everyone to make an insight roll. Oh, okay. cool. That's a that's a five for me. <laughs> that's a four. <laughs> Yikes, I got a four as well. I got a three. Okay, so it sounds like everyone's insight has gone up by one. Seems like. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and Bill sees Maggie and yells out, Mother Mary! <laughs> Just to get that no, joke in. No, no he doesn't. I'm leaving. Well, it's been fun, Scott. That was fun. Cool game. <laughs> so with that, Bill uh, Bill kneels down. Zeke, what happened? I just... I found her out here and she's hurt. Help her! So, uh, so Bill, can he do a... 
kind of a cursory examination before he digs into that doctor's kit? Yeah, I mean, you can unbutton the front of her, her dress and examine her abdomen, and it's it's a bit difficult to see without cleaning the wound. But th- there is blood certainly smeared all over her abdomen, soaking into her dress. But you're having a bit of trouble working out where it's coming from. Yeah, until you clean this up, it's not necessarily going to be that easy. Oh no, Maggie. Help her, Dad. And can Bill tell if this situation is urgently life-threatening, or whether there's time to go back to the house for a more sterile environment? You know what they were big into in the 1800s was sterile environments. (laughs) (laughs) By sterile, I mean there's water available, and she's not lying on the dirt in the dark. I know enough medical history to call that bullshit. (laughs) Hey, they were starting to learn about germ spreading in the 1890s. Yeah, let's social distance her quickly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so is that that two dice? It definitely is. Okay, I rolled a four on my regular die and a five for occupation. Okay, so yeah, then that gives you, you know, everything you could possibly want to know about this situation without telling you too much, so that's good. Then you can see that there are a number of quite small puncture wounds on her stomach. They look like they've been made by needles. You're not quite sure how deep they go, but you don't think they're life-threatening. You think... Yeah, I mean, she's bleeding, but you don't think that there's any internal bleeding. There doesn't seem to be any swelling or anything like that. So she may just need to be cleaned up and bandaged up. Can Bill tell who's strongest among Zeke, Ole, and Mary? Because to that person, I'd like him to say, pick her up, carry her to the house, hurry. Oh, I'm. she's my daughter. I pick her up immediately. I don't hesitate. I'm rolling for it. <laughs> Well, and actually, no, he'll pick her up, but I, I'm going to make him roll with fail, with, see if he fails. <laughs> you want me to fail at picking my daughter up? <laughs> yeah, what is wrong you're with you? you're stronger than me. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm stronger. I'm saying I'm her father. I pick her up and take her. I don't look to see <laughs> if somebody else wants to carry her. Zeke has more <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll yell directly at Zeke. Now, Zeke, you need to carry her home. Okay, and I pick her up and I start following Bill. Wait, Mary has the lantern. Yeah, follow me, Zeke. Well, if Mary's got the lantern and she's, you know, effectively guiding you, then, yeah, I mean, you you take a few steps. I mean, like, you move, you know, three or four yards even, and suddenly there you can see the edge of the woods and you can see the grass of the grounds. Uh, the house, just, just there, you know, a few yards away. Good navigating, Mary. Well, uh, you can see it picked out in the lantern. What occurs to you is that it is pitch dark out there. Out there by the house? Yeah. Zeke says, where, where is the house? How long, how long have we been in there? Well, y'all been gone for, what? Six hours, maybe? Do they, does it even feel like it was been six hours for them? No, I mean, for Bill and Mary, it feels like it's been about 15 minutes. 
Zeke, you know, maybe half an hour? He's, he has not stopped walking, by the way. He's still heading towards the house with her. I just want to say this is very American to make it three yards into the woods in six hours. <laughs> well, this is so our podcast. That's about our travel rate. It's about six feet per episode. <laughs> but yeah, you you get Maggie back to the house. And once you light a few lanterns there and you know pump some water, then yeah, you can get her cleaned up. Oh, wait, so we're in the house now? Well, um, you said you were heading there, so I assumed unless anyone is going anywhere else. No, I want to run back and... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go collect the other children. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you, you clean up the, the wounds on her stomach, I mean, yeah, or at least you clean the blood away. And yeah, you can see that there are a number of these puncture wounds uh, that seem to be arranged almost in a circle. What in God's name? Can Bill tell if these punctures were created by needles or teeth or something else natural? Yeah, well, give me a give me a two d six roll. Actually, uh, the other thing is, yeah, sorry. Before you do that, I think, yeah, now that you're back in the house and I mean you've you've passed by, you know, there was a grandfather clock that was left behind that you managed to get working earlier. If the clock is is right. Which all is still not 100% sure how time works here. Yeah. I, the, the clock is showing... <laughs> it goes backwards. <laughs> the clock's showing three o'clock. But it is pitch dark outside. It is pitch dark. Wait, three at, at night or... A.M. or P.M.? It's dark and the clock says three. It's, it's your choice. <laughs> it's not a digital grandfather <laughs> clock? <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's not an atomic clock. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I think it's, I mean, uh, uh, again, I, I mean, I don't know how, how stuff works out here. I think it's three in the morning. What's going on here? This doesn't make any sense. We've been gone 20 minutes. I, I, I think that is a cue for everyone to make another insight roll. Thank you, Zeke. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, this is how I do. <laughs> I got a one. I rolled a five. Hey, I got a one. I'm good. Okay. Oh my gosh, I got a five as well. <laughs> okay. Dr. McDonald was examining Maggie. So, yeah, give me that that professional roll, 2d6. So at least my occupation rolls are strong. I have a one on my regular die, but a four on occupation. Okay, that's good. Then, yeah, you are fairly certain that these were caused by needles. I, if, if you didn't know better, you'd think that they were caused by hypodermic needles, maybe. Hmm. And is Maggie conscious? I mean, as you're cleaning her up and examining her, she is, yeah, coming around. She seems a little groggy at first. Her eyes flicker a bit and she looks up at you and gives you a big grin. Hey, honey, it's going to be all right. Who done this thing to you? Who, who, who did what? All this blood. My, my, my tummy hurts. Sweetie, who hurt you? I don't know. It's... I, my, my tummy hurts. Maggie, look at me. What happened after you went into the woods? I, I, I went into the woods and, and I, 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 I met 
Maven there, and we played, and we ran around, and we played games. Who's Maven? And she, 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 she introduced me to, to her friends, and I met all the fairies out there, and we played with the fairies, and I, I love the fairies, and, and then, um, mom, my, my, my stomach hurts. Maven, is she a marketer? <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, was Maven wearing a red coat? Ma- Maeve, Maeve, yes, Maeve was wearing a red coat. Yes, yes. Oh, can I get a red coat like that, Mom? For Christmas. But Maggie, I need you to focus and try to remember. Bill, she's delirious. What's happened to her? <laughs> <laughs> can Bill check Maggie aside from the wounds to see if she's normal? <laughs> I mean, temperature and pulse and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I'll count that as part of the previous role you made, so no additional role required. Um, yeah, apart from these wounds, and you're fairly certain, like I say, there's no internal bleeding, no serious damage. They they look actually fairly superficial. You're certain that apart from that, then I mean, she is perhaps, um, you know, a little bit cold from having been out in the woods for so long, uh, perhaps a little bit tired and hungry. But apart from that, she seems fine. Ole's gonna go ahead and while I was having look out the window and look at the woods and be like, the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed or subscribe to ain't slayed nobody plus at apple podcasts nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber see our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers thank you and good luck out there